Listener Production. US investors on Wall Street have taken a cautious approach ahead of a key interest rate decision. And the Reserve Bank of Australia is meeting again this afternoon to decide on the cash rate. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. And welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, it's been an interesting session on Wall Street again. So much to unpick, but I suppose the bottom line is that we've got uh, important interest rate decisions coming down the pipe in the next couple of days, both at home and overseas. On Wall Street, what was pretty evident was that investors were keeping their powder dry ahead of that. But then there were some very important outcomes in relation to the economic picture. One of the things that the markets are worried about is the growth is going to slow and inflation is going to remain high. And what we saw last night pretty much spoke to those concerns. Well, absolutely, Tom. So there's a manufacturing index in the United States released by the Institute of Supply Management. And that's it's the ISM survey. The ISM it? survey. Yeah. And that really focuses on activity in the factory sector in America. And we have seen a weakening in goods demand from consumers weighing on manufacturing activity over the course of the last few months. And we continue so that, to see that index. Just to pull you up there. So the goods picture slowing down, that points to consumer spending being uh, a bit soft. Uh, markets don't like that. Well, that's right. And the other factor in all this was, the, was what we did see around prices paid. So the ISM survey also has a inflationary or price gorge, and that actually increased in the month of April. So that doesn't bode well for those inflationary pressures that have been moderating somewhat. So, so to put it in a nutshell, we've seen 10 rate hikes from the Fed. You've still got inflation moving higher. Not a great picture. No. So as you mentioned, investors are now bracing themselves for the US Federal Reserve's 10th consecutive interest rate hike. They begin their two-day meeting tonight and it should be an interesting outcome on Wednesday. Indeed. So what we saw uh, in in terms of the stock picture was that the S&P 500 essentially uh, ended down by uh, 1.6 points. The NASDAQ was down by about 14 points. So that was a fall of 0.1%. And the Dow Jones was down by around 0.1%. But I suppose, Ryan, what, what's worth putting into context is since the day after Anzac Day, you've seen the S&P 500 rally by almost 3.5%. That's a pretty decent move. It's been driven by better earnings. Uh, but now that economic picture is starting to weigh on, on that optimism around earnings. So that's really the bottom line, isn't it? You've got earnings seeming to hold up off a low base, but you've still got that, you know, that weight of uh, uh, in- inflation and the potential for growth to continue to slow that's uh, creating headwinds. Well, that's right. So the stagflationary concern is really out there at the moment, and there's expectations around continuing earnings downgrades as profit margins are squeezed in a higher inflationary environment and consumers reduce their spending in that environment. So really, that is a key focus of investors at the moment. The other thing last night that stood out, of course, was the continuation of concerns around US regional banks. Interesting the way that that's almost a footnote, uh, whereas a couple of months ago, it just saw a colossal sell-off uh, in, in the stock market. So we've come a long way in terms of that narrative. The markets are absorbing this news, as is JP Morgan absorbing probably a fifth-tier financial institution. But nonetheless, you know, to see JP Morgan as the most improved stock in the Dow Jones last night, that's quite telling in terms of how far we've come. So taking a step back, First Republic Bank is, is based up in California and it obviously has some similarities to Silicon Valley Bank, which collapsed recently. 
and there has been a run on that bank's deposits. And the US regulators over the weekend were keen to shore up that bank. And in fact, they announced an auction for the bank. And what we did see was the troubled lender scooped up by one of the biggest commercial banks in the United States, JP Morgan Chase. It shares they probably had a bit of a gun to their head, didn't they? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, JP Morgan did pay $10.6 billion US dollars to take control of the regional bank's assets. So what this all suggests is that the US regulator has little tolerance for bank contagion. And we have seen some of these regional banks in some difficulty with a deposit run and obviously higher interest rate backdrop in the United States. And we did see the KBW regional banking index fall 2.7% despite this outcome last night. Another important bank, of course, is the Reserve Bank. And uh, there's been so much wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth over what they're going to do today. It's an interesting discussion because on the one hand, inflation's high and another rate hike is more than warranted. But the Davish RBA um, looks like they're going to leave rates on hold this month. Yes. So if you look at the latest survey from Reuters, 75% of economists or 26 out of 34 polled are saying no change from the Reserve Bank. That would be the second consecutive month where they would have paused. Our view at the Commonwealth Bank, we're in the minority. We think that the Reserve Bank may lift interest rates by 25 basis points to 3.85%. That would take the cash rate to the highest level since April 2012, if that does materialise. But we acknowledge that it's a line ball decision. Inflation is well above the Reserve Bank's 2 to 3% target. In fact, the headline number at 7% is, is miles above it. And then, of course, they look at what's called the trim mean or the core measure, which strips out volatile food and, and energy prices. And that is around 6.7% if you look at the March quarter number. So based on that, you would think that they would look to lift and, and that would be a coordinated approach with the other central banks. We're expecting to see the European Central Bank and the US Federal Reserve lift interest rates by 25 basis points later this week. But of course, our situation is a little bit different here in Australia with much higher household debt. So the impact of interest rate hikes here and the lift and borrowing costs is more significant for household balance sheets and cash flows. And that's already flowing through and having a significant impact on consumer spending. Uh, the risk for the RBA is that they've given themselves quite a while to get the inflation target back to that 2 to 3% mark out to 2025. But they're sort of you know, relying on a bit of voodoo, a bit of astrology. Their forecasting hasn't been great, has it? Not brilliant, but at the same time, they're trying to engineer a soft landing for the Australian economy. So preserving jobs, getting inflation down, and we'll probably have slow growth on the back of that, arguably the weakest growth outside of the pandemic since the 1990s recession. Of course, that's <laughs> going to have a big impact on the Aussie market today. And SPY futures are pointing down by just nine points or 0.1%. So the outcome of that meeting, particularly if it's a hawkish surprise, could have a big impact as far as the Aussie share market's concerned today. And I suppose uh, essentially what we have seen in relation to the commodity-facing sector is that you have seen softer growth outcomes in China. These manufacturing figures in the US have been softer. That does not paint um, a positive picture as far as commodity demand is concerned in the near term, at least. Energy producers, which performed well on the Aussie share market yesterday, could potentially be laggards today. So shares of Beach Energy or Karoon Energy 
could come under some pressure. We did see crude oil prices down by around 1.5% overnight after the release of those weaker-than-expected Chinese manufacturing activity data points on Sunday, and that has outweighed support from OPEC plus supply cuts. So we have seen a reduction in production by Russia and Middle Eastern countries to try and support the oil price in, in recent months, and, and those come into effect in the coming days in May. So uh, certainly- the, energy- the interesting part about that is that you have seen them cut supply. The markets hated that, but then prices have continued to fall uh, under those circumstances. It, it's quite telling, isn't it? Well, it is, and, and really the market is expecting Chinese demand to pick up with the economic recovery post-COVID, and we're seeing really happened. mixed outcomes. So yeah. uh, that's weighing on all prices in particular. We also iron saw oil the, prices. Yeah, well, the iron oil price, 103.61, it's come off quite significantly in recent weeks. We've got a holiday in China at the moment for the next couple of days, so uh, that will have a bearing on iron ore prices. And we did see the gold price down marginally by 0.3%. To one thousand nine hundred ninety-two point twenty US dollars an ounce, and that was on those concerns around the US Federal Reserve rate hike and inflation. One of the other things today uh, to note is that Woolworths, the big supermarket chain, it's going to announce its latest trading update. So we're going to see an update on sales. And we had Coles recently. One of the things that'll be notable about this is where the food inflation is starting to moderate, and also at the same time whether Woolworths communicates that they're seeing stronger demand for those essential items. So Australians might be staying at home to eat rather than eating out in this difficult environment. So if you're a new listener and you're just familiarising yourself with the Comsec market update, Ryan, it's worth pointing out to, to the people that the reason that we pay attention to these trading updates from companies like Woolworths and Coles is because they provide us with the most immediate picture of what's going on at the grassroots level in the economy. So rather than waiting for an economic indicator, which has been pre-masticated by the ABS, and then we have to do sorts of all sorts of statistical abuse on the numbers to get a picture of what's going on, these organisations give us an immediate sense of what's happening in the economy. So that's why these trading updates are very important. One of the other key factors in all this is whether we potentially see the beginnings with some of these retailers of some price discounting because we have seen a building of inventories of some goods during supply chain disruptions. So that'll be a notable discussion potentially as well. And before we go, let's just check one of the most important vital signs, the Aussie dollar, which is trading at 66.3 US cents, just a little bit weaker than where it was last night, local time. And that's a reflection of those slightly higher US interest rates, which have dragged the US dollar a bit higher. So we have seen the Aussie dollar dip from 66.67 cents to sound a bit like Richie Benno there, <laughs> down to 66.3 US cents. But of course, the Aussie dollar will move significantly after the Reserve Bank's decision at 2.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Indeed. So please catch up with us again later on this afternoon with the Comsec market update, uh, which will wrap up a very interesting day with the RBA's decision being one of the highlights.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.